you're back with me now, so I guess just remind everybody who you are, what you do. I yep. guess you can tell everybody what's going on with you, too. Well, what's up, y'all? I'm Gregory Williams. Um, I am a metal fabricator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm from uh, basically the New Orleans area, specifically uh, St. Rose, Louisiana. Um, and many of you may already know when y'all listen to this, but we've been hit by uh, Hurricane, Hurricane Ida. Uh, it messed up Louisiana, and it hit, it hit the same day as Hurricane Katrina. And, um, yeah, currently I'm, I've, I've evacuated, and I'm here in Evadale, Texas. <laughs> and, yeah, Jonathan is taking advantage of me being here. So, <laughs> so we are here. We are going to have a, we have an interesting topic to talk about. Actually, shape a lot about how I am as a person and how I interact with my own people, and it's played a part in it. Obviously, things have. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it as we talk about it, um, but yeah, glad to be here. Hope you uh, get some good stuff out of this, and hopefully, it leads you closer to the Lord as we go go through this. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, I want to start off with your story, for one. Uh, we'll jump right into that, but and we'll define some terms later. So I figured we go ahead and just, uh, the topic's about bullying. Uh, so if, if, uh, I, think, I always think this stuff's funny because, like, you look at certain people and you don't think of them being, like, a person that would be bullied, you know? Like, if I was just to see you now yeah. and not think of you in the past or, like, ask you about your past, I probably wouldn't think Gregory was the one that got bullied. I wouldn't really assume that you're the one being the bullying either, but like you're a fit guy, so I just wouldn't assume you'd be the one being bullied like verbally or physically. I don't know what it was, but uh, I'm, I'm just surprised. So I guess we'll just go with your story first. Like tell us about how you were bullied and things like that. Like what is what happened? Well, I vividly remember being bullied when I was in fifth grade, like last last year in, in uh, elementary school. Um, I'm not gonna say the person's name, but I remember his name, and uh, I just remember, like, growing up, like I didn't have like cool, cool clothing. Like we went to Dickies, and I got like Dicky pants and Dicky, Dicky, like everything was Dickies, and like, and like, I knew that like a lot of people from where I was.
back on it, it's like like that that helped. Why well, I, I shouldn't say that that helped, but like it caused me to um, feel more comfortable, like being around white people in my own race because I was excluded so much, and like it and it, it just created like this stronghold in my own mind that like it just I just felt like when I'm around a black person, like I automatically thought like they were judging me. I automatically thought like. accepts everyone for who they are and so like therefore because Christ does that does that for me like I, I should do that for everyone like for white people black people Hispanic people Asian people like, like, like all races like God God loves everyone and so like I should love those people too like I should love everyone too and um and so like it, it has been something that I've struggled with in the past where like when I would go to a barbershop like, I felt like when I was in there, I just felt like I wasn't black enough. Like, I wasn't good enough to be around my own color because of, like, the things that have happened in the past. And, like, but now, like, my view now is, like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, I, I'm not seeing, like, oh, that person is black, that person is white. Like, that, no, like, that person is creator and creation of God. And, like, I'm caring more about, I don't, I don't care about, like, Am I presenting myself as someone to to be a certain way? But it's like, am I showing myself as like, am I imaging Christ? That's basically what I'm trying to say. Am I imaging Christ? It's not. Am I imaging me for who I want to be individually? Am I imaging myself to be what people expect me to be? But it's like because of Christ, like I, He's changed the way I am. So now I image myself to be like to glorify. Christ to glorify God so that people can look at me and not just see a black black male but they see they see Christ in me and so and like like that's 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 the goal that's what even in the midst of bullying even in the midst of people telling me I'm this and telling me I'm that like I am secured in who I am in Christ which is like I'm, I'm a son of God I am someone who has been bought by the blood of Christ and like and that, that's what I need to remind myself every day is I, like whatever people like call me or whatever people say to me or whatever like whatever people call me and think of me, like it doesn't matter because I'm not here to please man. I'm here to please God, and no matter, yeah. And like I can go on and on, but like like that that that's a very broad overview of like my like my life being like when I was bullied. Like, yeah, that's essentially, like, the things I've been bullied for is just, like, not being, like, black enough. And, like, also another thing I should touch on is, like, even with that, like, feeling like I'm being excluded, like, then being on the other side of, like, having friends that are white. And it's, like, it's a whole other side of, like, okay, um, I have friends that are white and I have friends that are a different skin color than me. And it's, like, feeling accepted there when I'm not feeling accepted with my own people and it's like it's like you have like this tension because obviously like there's a dramatic difference between 
how a white person looks and a black person looks and hanging out with white people was like you, you, you get caught up in being in a lot of rooms where you're the only black person and like you have like the the thought in your head is like are these people judging me are these people accepting me for me are they judging me because I'm black and like and, and it's like all these different things come up in my, my, my mind when I'm around like a lot of white people and but again like I addressed earlier like it's not about it doesn't matter what they think it's about and like am I pointing these people to Christ and It's, it's it's a it's a lot of stuff to get into. We'll probably get more into it as we go along, get into it more. But yeah, that, that's that's what I've dealt with. Um, but currently now, like like how John said, now like when I'm around black people, it's it's I feel like I get more respect because like I look the way like I look athletic. I look like someone that plays in a sport and so I feel like people respect me more like people of my own color respect me more because I look like an athlete I look like I'm someone that does I, I, I look like I'm I don't know like they just respect me more because I'm in shape and and like and I guess like that's just something that they expect out of a black person is like a black or I shouldn't say just that but like oh yeah like you, you like you play a sport man I appreciate that like I, I, I respect that that's, that's cool, man, and and it's, it's it's like a whole other thing, and I don't know, I, I don't know like where to go with that, but like now, as I've grown up, and now that I'm secure in Christ, and now that I've exercised, I'm in shape, like my whole entire look, outlook on like how my people of my own skin color view me, um, like it's changed. And that, yeah, and that, and that view was to basically drive people to the Lord. Now it's not about uh, skin color anymore. Yeah, I got questions for sure, but I want to go ahead and read you the definition. So this is the Texas Education definition of bullying, but I feel like it was a pretty good definition, like of how to define this. Um, so de- <clears throat> the Texas Education Code identifies bullying as a single significant act or a pattern of acts by one or more students directed at another student that exploits an imbalance of power and involves gauge, engaging in written or verbal expression, expression through electronic means or physical conduct, and that has effect or will have the effect of physically harming a student, damaging a student's property, or placing a student in reasonable fear or harm to the student's person or damage to the student's property. Is sufficiently severe, persistent, or pervasive enough that the action or threat create or threat creates an immediate threatening, or sorry, intimidating, threatening, or abusive educational environment for a student. Uh, materially, materially, cannot say it, materially. I'm not getting that out right, but um, and substantially disrupts the educational process or the orderly operation of a classroom or school, or infringes on the rights of the victim at school. So that's the way they describe it for uh, like an educational, like how, how the teachers are supposed to view the interactions between students. Um, this, that, this is how we're supposed to look at it. Like, are these students creating an about power? Are they, is there something there? Is this disrupting like an educational environment because of that? Like obviously like you can, pull, you can do bullying. Like you don't have to be in the school to bully somebody. Um, 
So anyway, what I was thinking about was whenever you were talking about your your interactions with so did 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 you accommodate for like where you were at at first before before I'm assuming most of this was probably before Christ like you were really focused on like your yeah. physical identity more so than like your spiritual one um, so I just was wondering like did you accommodate for where you were at at the time so like if you were in a group of around more black people or like white people or whatever like if you were trying to if you were a different around a different group I don't know how diverse your school was let me ask you that first it was pretty diverse yeah like did so you had like other yeah. um, races besides like black and white it was well it was predominantly more black and white but we did have Hispanics and yes yeah I think that that was it I don't, I don't remember many um, like Asian people that were there but it was predominantly white and black and Hispanic. So did you ever go, I don't know, what, did your school congregate pretty much like black people, white people, Hispanics, or did y'all mix pretty um, regularly? It was like early early in in elementary school, I remember it, it was actually like we, we didn't have the choice to, to um, like in the classroom sometimes, like we, when we were able to split into groups. Sometimes that happened, but like I remember when I was in, in in lunch, like we had to eat with our class, so everybody sat amongst one another. Um, so like it was like we were like kind of forced to be like integrated with one another. But like as we got to middle school and high school, like that's when you saw more of the, the cliques where you saw like you like all like the athletes, like all the black people together, yeah, all the white people together. But I felt like everybody did a good job with like still wanting to be around amongst be amongst one another because like I felt like like growing up like black people were the cool cool people growing up like mm-hmm. all it, it was kind of interesting like white people wanted to be cool like it was white black white people wanted to be like black people like they always were trying to like be included to do like they tried to do cool things joke around so I just gonna ask you like what it what would how would you have defined like being black whenever you were in school how I define it yeah so you're saying like these the white people that you saw around like at school they were trying to be yeah like so like how would you define so being black I guess I guess like the, the culture that we have in regards of just like people were trying to like dress like us like people would like try to listen to the same stuff that we were listening to like like a lot like well, I remember back then like when you had like a, people rap all the time and memorize a song like it was cool to be rap a song and stuff like that and like I don't know like everybody I remember ever like back in the day people used to always say man that's gangster like you used to always say that all the time nobody really says that that much now but like now it was like that person has drip or like he was dressed a certain way or whatever. But like now, yeah, like back then, like to be black, I mean, and even now, like people people might make that conversation now about like it's like with how you dress, how you talk, like the type of music you listen to, and like the way you carry yourself, like you can you can tell like even like at a young age, like people were trying to act like that and be like that and I feel like it's as I talk about that it's mainly because of music and like how the media has influenced what cool was and and like a lot of that like black people acted like um people believe, 
acted like that, and you, you could easily see like in the school setting, like that's what was, was being cool. Or was like it was like, yeah, it's kind of hard to say it, but like it, it, it is like you kind of like looking back at it, that's what it seemed like. People were trying to be like them. So then, how are you not, how did you not fit those categories then? I mean, for me, back, <laughs> like, I, I didn't care for how I dressed, like, I didn't, like, in the way how I was raised, like, my, my parents raised, raised me on, on Christ, like, they raised me on Christian morals. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I basically, like, I, I care more about playing video games and, superheroes and comics and like movies and stuff and like the people I was around they didn't care much about that either and so like the people that did like that was like I'm not saying black people can't like this stuff but like the majority of the people that like that like the same stuff like they were white and so like that's what we connected on we had common ground so like that's the stuff that I um, that's so interesting because like I feel like it's very universal at this point like to like those things yeah. Like it's not a white thing anymore. It's not like black things. It's like everybody, you go to the movie theaters. There's like all kinds of people that are there for comic, like comic book superhero stuff now. It's yeah. so strange. It's, it's cool now. It's cool to like anime. It's cool to like, like playing video games. Like like it's like like nerd culture is popular now, and it's more widely more accepted than it was back then. Yeah. And it was probably a little bit worse before we were born. Like like in the '90s and '80s and stuff like that when that stuff was becoming popular in America, um, and like I kind of see that on social media now. People like have been saying that it's like it's cool now. Like people like that now. It's widely it's more widely accepted. Um, but and I kind of I didn't touch on this before, but like when I dealt with that that bullying in, in elementary school, like in middle school and high school, like I was trying to be that. I tried to be cool. I tried to act like the black person, especially in middle school. Like, like obviously, like we're trying to understand who we are and stuff like that. Yeah. We're trying different things, and like I was trying to, like I remember like Nike socks. Like everybody had, was yeah, getting Nike, Nike socks. Song, yeah. Like everybody was getting. <laughs> the, bands. What was it? There was the, what's, what's the Nike Elites. Yes, yeah, Nike like Elites. Every, I had a pair. I had a pl- blue pair with gray patches. Those were. I had more of those things. I remember those <laughs> slides. Yeah, like yeah. Nike socks, the Vans, the skinny jeans. Like skinny jeans didn't hit us. My area was like we did the Vans, we yeah. did the Nike, uh, and the slides. But we didn't know like there wasn't a lot of people wearing skinny jeans at my school yet. But yeah, so it's just interesting. Like for for, for me at my school, which at least in my I don't know, it might have been different with like classes ahead of me and then classes below me. But it seemed like for me, um, let me see, the black and white groups didn't seem to like have made like major. Like it was a like I, if you like it seemed like nerdy stuff was okay to some degree, but we didn't talk. I guess nobody that wasn't what we talked about at my school. I guess like that kind of stuff, but we weren't like in the city area, so I don't know what it's like. But bigger city area. But so anyway, yeah, I was, that's what I was gonna ask you about. Like the state. So did you with, with the whole accommodating thing? Did you did you do you do feel like you accommodated? Like if you were in a group with more like more black people, you, you acted a certain way. Um, compared to maybe how you normally would act. Cause treated your self so like I felt like 
from my memory, like I just remember, like I tried, like I hung around. I remember one time I was at lunch and like I sat with people that um, like when I sat with like people like the athletes at the school and everything. Like the majority of them were relaxed and stuff like that. And it's like to be funny and to joke around was like and like how like and like that's how you were accepted. Like if you were funny. You joked around, you cared about the same. I mean, obviously, like, like that's how, I, how it is with all social groups. Mm. But, like, it, it just wasn't working. Like, it wasn't, I, I just wasn't fitting in to what they talked about. And, like, with that, plus being, like, being raised, like, in Christ, like, I just felt like I knew something was wrong, like, in what they were talking about. When they were talking about, like, having, like, talking about girls, like, having sex and, like, doing all these things. And it's like, I knew something was, like, was wrong with that, and, like, but I was still, like, hang around that, and, like, at, at the, granted, at this time, like, this is, like, I, I got baptized when I was in eighth grade, so, like, I was still learning, like, what it means to be a follower of Christ, and understanding, like, what it means to be set apart, and so, um, I just remember, like, trying to fit into it, but it just wasn't working out, but, like, after... It was only in ninth grade was when I was trying to fit in with the majority of black people. But then, like, I just, once I got more uh, integrated in the band life, like, I was hanging out with more diverse people. It wasn't just black people. It was, like, all kinds of people. Mm. Like, like all, all of the outcasts, basically. <laughs> like, I was, I found my niche. I found the group of people that um, I felt accepted with, which was the people in band, the people that loved music. That was more um, diverse than how it really than how it was like in other, all the other like um, social groups I guess um, yeah different all different kinds of people in it um, but yeah I, I tried I tried to be around them but it, it, it didn't take very long like I, I I didn't I wasn't the type of person to like force myself to act a certain way it's just once I realized. I wasn't fitting in. I tried something else. I didn't stick at it for like a whole year. It was like, okay, I tried this a couple of days. Let me go somewhere else. If that makes sense. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So whenever, so with the, with going into other social groups, well, this is also going to go into like, how do you think? How do you think the the bullying has molded like molded the way you think? Do you think it still impacts you now? The way you think and your thought processes around things. Um. When I was a little younger, it used to impact me more, like, when I was in, in college and in high school, I mean, I, well, I'm, well, how about now? Like, it, it, it doesn't really impact me, like, now, when I'm around other black people, like, my idea of, like, like, what my focus is, is on, do these people know Christ? Is Christ their savior? Like, how can I share the gospel with these people? My outlook on being around black people isn't anymore like, oh, do they think I'm black enough? Do they think, like, I am, like, I don't know. Like, I'm not thinking about acceptance. My outlook is on how can I share the word of God with these people? Like, it's, it's, it's like, basically, like, God has changed my outlook on how I view it, all people. And so... Yeah, but like how I interact though, I do want to 
understand where they're at mm-hmm. and speak truth to where what they're dealing with because I don't want to like I know I've talked a lot about black people and, and I know I understand I am black I do experience and like I do experience racism I do experience like the same things that other black people experience so I, I don't want to like seem like like I'm against my own people but I'm just all I'm just trying to say is like uh, I do like want to hear like where they are at, I do want to understand, um, like where they're at, so that I can speak truth. I think I, I've already said that, but yeah, like it's my my goal is to speak truth. Like that, that that's the thing that I feel like that's my heart is trying to say is like I, I want I understand because I am, but God has changed like everything and how I view who I am, and so like I want to help my own people understand we don't have to be caught up in just what our skin color is but like who God who God calls us to be which is like we're called to be in his church which his church contains not just black people white people Hispanic people Asian people like Indian people like if I missed your per- type of people I'm sorry but like <laughs> like he loves all and like and that's what my focus is on. Like I, I'm more, my mind is focused more on all people, not just like one specific race. If that makes sense. So yeah. So, so I'm guessing like pretty much all it boils down to is you feel like you don't have to deal with those things because of because of, well you don't or do you do you feel like you still deal with it to any degree right now? Racism? Do I do the bullying thing? Oh, bullying. Also, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess you know, another question I have, like, would be, what, do you feel like? Okay, so the, the black people that would call say those things about you not being black enough. Do you think? Would you would you consider that like racism from them by telling you those things, or how would you like categorize See, that type of bullying too? Because that would be yeah. Because like thing. I feel like when I think about it now, like you, you think about like obviously we were young and dumb and like not really realizing it but like even now growing up like with social media like with all of us being connected like you see that how a lot of people have dealt with that before of like oh like you're an Oreo oh you speak a certain way and like a lot of things it's like I don't know where we were being trained this this thought process but like like to, to talk proper is to, is to be white or to dress a certain way is to be white or to like, mm-hmm. to like, 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 white is like the standard, and black people have their own other standard, and like, and like, black people are not considered someone to be able to speak properly or to dress properly or, or whatever, like whatever proper means, and whatever proper means, and like, but like, it's just it shouldn't be that way, and like, and, and that's like the stigmas that like we have to like break is like just because someone is smart or does something like speaks a certain way that doesn't make them oh you're being white no you're just you're you mm-hmm. you're not a whole different race like and like I feel like that takes away and that breaks like I don't know like that breaks down like who black people are supposed to be or like who like who we are and like and that, that's something that I feel like um like as kids like we're sometimes I think like we, 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 we get trained to think that way mm-hmm. 
like by our, maybe like our families and like what we see on TV and stuff like that. But like, like now being older, it's like no, like, like we are individuals. Like individually, a black person can not speak properly. Doesn't make them like any less smarter. Or you could have a black person that does speak properly. Like it doesn't make them white. That's just how they speak. And like, or like the things that they like. It's it's like all people can like different types of things. And like it's not, and like and like like we're not, we we gotta break out of the the stereotypical like groups. You know, like people that like comics. It's not just white people. Like all people like comics. Like and like and you kind of see now. Uh, like how, um, which like nowadays, like for better or for worse, like people like we are trying to like build like a community in the world that's more diverse, and like we're seeing people trying to be more inclusive, um, and like that is to an extent is good, but obviously sin can distort inclusiveness mm-hmm. and say what's good and what's what's bad because like it's the world saying what's good it's not being yeah I mean I think that's one of your comments you brought was like I feel like the, the best place for that kind of thing to happen this is going to be my opinion now like, yeah. on this but like you, you made this comment too the best place for diversity to happen is in the, the kingdom of God mm-hmm. you know like when we're all subjugated under one lordship you know like yeah. it seems like whenever we try to make we try to subjugate, subjugate each other into groups is whenever there's issues we're trying to create this diversity, but God's already done that. Like you said, God's already done that. He conquered death, the grave, you know, so we wouldn't have to, and he took our place so we wouldn't have to yeah. deal with all those things. And and He he's the one that's created this kingdom that's, like, inclusive. Yeah. Like, he created he created this kingdom that was no longer going to just accept Jewish people, but it was also going to accept all the Gentiles, and that yeah. includes, like, the black, like you said, black, white, all, all Asians, all those other races that I probably can't remember either. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So yeah, I agree with that. The something I was asking you about what you said about bullying. Uh, obviously, we're getting off the, the, the rails with the with that. But oh, I was gonna say. So like for me, you know, growing growing up, I was I was supposed to be homeschooled, but I really wasn't. So like there was not a lot of things in me. So I didn't really know how like the race stuff was supposed to work and all that. So when I got to school, uh, I was just like I was absorbing like everything I enjoyed. So like if I had if I made black friends I, and there were things that I enjoyed about like my black friends I hang out with or if there was like you know so I was like a weird combination and it was obvious to people you know because like one dad I would I was even now I'll bring that up later but even now like wearing certain clothes like you said like I, I wear that in front of other groups of people and they're like why are you wearing that and I'm like I just I enjoy it like it's, it's a cool and I never thought about it as being like a black or white thing at the time I thought about it as like oh those are those are cool clothes and I was like I would like some of those and I thought oh this group's got cool clothes and so I didn't really know there was supposed to be boundaries in between like certain aspects of, of like what a race did because my parents like it, it was just I was supposed to be homeschooled and I was so like isolated until I got into public school system. So I remember the first time I'd ever even heard there could be issues with like race stuff was whenever I came back home and I was like I was talking about this girl and I thought she was beautiful and she was a black girl and um, my dad sat me down he was like he was like I'm not telling you not to like pursue her but he was like I do want you to be aware that if you did decide to pursue her, that there may be some people that would say some things to you, and it may, and you may not understand it. And you, this was like probably seventh or eighth grade. You know, I remember, I mean, like I, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. And then later on, I still didn't really understand it until I actually dated like a mixed girl, and then like I actually had those. And that was in like ninth grade, 
and, and then that actually got the comments because some people were like, I remember this one guy, he tried using the Bible, um, told me something like, this was before I was a Christian too, and I was like, I'm pretty sure you're wrong because Christians I know don't seem to say that kind of stuff. But he said something like, um, it's the same quote, it seems like everybody brings up, something to do with the birds don't intermingle. And I found the passage, and it's really, it's taken out of context, like heavily. But uh, he talks about that, and he talks about um, not marrying people that are unequally yoked, stuff like that. And so I remember, like, when I started dating her, that's whenever I really got got around people that had, with the whole racism thing. Because, like, like I said, it was like, before it was just people making comments wondering why I was dressed in certain ways. But then I started dating a mixed girl, and everybody was like, what's going on? Like, and then, then that's when all the real stuff started coming out. Um, but anyway, I was going to say, other thing was with, like, the... It's weird, like, white people and black people not accepting like, you based on your skin color, you know, like, not acting a certain way. So I remember, like, going to school in Popperville, <clears throat> um, there was, like, certain – which it seems a lot better now. Like, more people intermingle. Like you said, like, cultures change. You know, it's not as, like, hard-set defined groups. Like, used to, I could go on camp on the Popperville campus and say, um, majority of black people hang out here. Majority of the country, white people will be here. Uh band people will be over here you know this athletic group be here and like they didn't intermingle a lot every once in a while you may have like the the white guy that's trying to I guess like fit in you know try to do what the I guess like what he thinks is the cool black thing to do and then same thing with a black guy tries to do like the cool redneck thing to do and fit in with that group but um anyway so I just remember like when I first started school and it happens in the white group too. Like people, people think you don't act enough of a certain way. Yeah. So like talking about how I didn't speak as um, maybe like as country. Like I know I've got an accent, but it was like my hometown. Like they didn't think it was country enough, and so like they would be like, "Oh, you're not." It's really dumb, like subgroup in white culture, I guess. But um, but anyway, like you, you like certain people would think assume things about me or whatever because of maybe like the way I dressed or or maybe the way I didn't speak how other white people did and, um, so anyway it's just interesting like even in our own like groups or subgroups that like push us out and it's just weird so and like you said it's something that I was gonna bring this up to you is like development like this is this age like middle school age to high school age is when you're supposed to you know find yourself your identity things like that but then there's also this aspect of you're supposed to start recognizing other people you know so it's not just a it's not supposed to be about you anymore you start actually thinking, okay, is the way I'm affecting this person actually like hurting them? And so like that's supposed to be a big part of your development at that age. Like your brain is supposed to be moving in a direction that's like recognizing the way you impact. And some reason like some it seems like whenever we do that, some of us either go like super sensitive or some of us go so hard as to like bully them because we know the outcome of that bullying maybe. Um, but then it comes to like that victim thing too. Yeah. So I feel like another thing we need to like think about too is like. Like with development, like kids don't develop on their own. You know what I mean? Like obviously, like the yes, brain is ready to, to 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 think about things that are most yeah. serious. But like you gotta think about like where where are kids learning? Kids don't just learn like at school, but they learn at the home. Mm-hmm. So like with bullying, like <clears throat> parents teaching their kids and helping helping their kids to understand like the value of life and like and I mean, like, just the the way God has intended families to to um, to operate, like, they're supposed to operate with a father and a mother, like, 
and the children and like the, the, the household being built on on God and God being at the forefront of the family and like with the father and mother and like with the father leading the family uh, with the help of the mother like we see like we see like like it, like you're supposed to teach the children like like so like because like God like died for us and God loves us and therefore like because of what Christ has done for us like we should love other people like I'm not saying like the kids are gonna be perfect but like kids should be like in the developmental phase stages of their life like parents have the responsibility of um, teaching kids how to respect uh, respect one another mm-hmm. and to love one another and I, and I know I said a lot of things like that's that's the crux of what I'm trying to get at is that parents are, are supposed to do their job which obviously because of this simple world they don't but like parents are supposed to show uh, children like how to love people and how to live and how to respect one another and everything but in a lot of like a lot of problems can start from the home like if parents aren't being loving toward their children like children go to school and like not be loving toward other people I mean and, and, and it's like yeah like parents have a huge responsibility and and what parents allow like kids to see and watch have a, a very like big impact with like how like kids grow up because mm-hmm. like and like what, what we feed our souls, what we feed our heart, what we feed our minds, like, like it's, it's going to impact how we talk and, and how we interact. And so um, that, 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 that's something that um, like we have to consider and um, think about. Like, you know, we raise our own kids, like, like how, how we're going to lead them and like what we're going to teach them, which obviously, and I know for John, like we, like we want to make sure that our kids like know who we are, um, who created us, and what we were designed to do, which is to love and to make disciples and to, um, um, yeah, like just love other people um, and point people to Christ. Um, so yeah, because I, I know it says that in, uh, Simon, in Exodus of Deuteronomy, like we need to write the scripture on our foreheads, write it on the doors, like write it everywhere, and like and to teach like the next generation. Um, like the gospel because like we don't want like the next generation to not who know who Jesus is like our, our job is to teach and like children are capable of understanding scripture and understanding who God is because I see it all the time in the community kids like they, they 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 can they have the ability to understand and like and like they they see and they watch and um Yeah, so, so, I mean, even, like, for the non-Christian families, too. Because, like, I mean, we the perfect world is, like, all the parents are Christians yeah, yeah. and they love their children well. But then, like, from the being at the school, you see, like, the kids that, you, okay, so I'm going to give this example. So, like, I can go talk to the kids and I can I can pretty much decide, I can be like, hey, I bet you like this subject, this subject, this subject, just like this one, this one, this one. Because I can see the way they're interacting with each other and then the way that maybe they, they, uh, like express themselves, and so it's similar similar to to like a child like their development with their the, the modeling they're receiving from their parents. But now now that's not even like completely accurate either. Though some kids absolutely yes they're getting that information from their parents, but then there's some kids that are just looking for affirmation in each other. You know you can have the kid with a good home the parent loves them well, 
all those things. But then you still have you, you they still have the student that bullies other students, you know, and then that parent's gonna handle it. Well, for some reason, that kid decides the affirmation at the school level is better than the affirmation they get at home. Yeah. And it's we like that's another thing. It's like this this like bullying thing. It's not always the bully's been treated badly, so then they're taking on other people. Sometimes it's this kid just likes the affirmation they're getting from other people. Like they bully this student because everybody else thinks it's funny, or they are affirmed by it. Yeah. Um, and you can tell, like, you can tell when kids like some some <clears throat> when some kids have good homes. You can tell it's because the other students are affirming them. They laugh or things like that, you know. And then then you have the kids that are like they're finding affirmation in doing the right thing, and that's then so they're looking for like for me they're looking for the affirmation from the teacher because I'm the one that is seeing that good behavior and then is affirming them. So they're looking for the affirmation from me. But then they have, like it's just interesting. It's a really complex thing, you know. And I, it bugs me to death when when, <clears throat> when I see a kid bullying another kid and you know then then it's just it's complex and it, it's annoying I guess too um, but you know that's just like I don't understand some of the development thing like if a parent's doing all the right things you know at least from like my perspective it looks like everything's done right um, and then the, the child still wants to like be affirmed by the people around them and then I guess that goes back to that whole thing about being cool you know instead of just I don't know, like looking for the being cool in the student's eyes or being affirmed in the student's eyes. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I just don't remember. I don't remember. I remember when I was in school, I was wanting to like keep my head down and try because I was like super behind educationally, so I just wanted to keep my head down and then try to catch up best I could. You know, I got to high school, I probably joked a little bit more, but then my friend group was pretty like diverse. Like we weren't, there was like all kinds of different types of people in the friend group I had, so I wasn't looking for affirmation for like certain groups. So I don't know. I really, I just, I guess I just don't, I just don't get like how kids can be so mean. Like I was telling one of my, Bryson <clears throat> recently that I felt like I've never been around so much evil until I was seeing like students interact with each other. Um, just because I don't understand like how, how you can just treat a human so badly. so many different factors of why yeah. the ch- children act the way they act. Why but somebody's like, the bullied and somebody's the bullier. Yeah, but like we, we do know like it's a heart issue. <clears throat> we know it's because of, of like the sinful nature of our of, of and like of, of, of people. Like we see that even as like ch- like children. Like children like they act out. We say don't do something and they do it anyway. And like and as they grow up like they get better at it. <laughs> Like they get better at being sinful, like they they know right and they still decide to do what they want to do, and like and you see that like now like in in grade school like people say what's on their minds and they don't think about the consequences and everything and like and like obviously like it's the teacher's job, it's the it's the um it's the the parents' job or like the guardian's job to. To like 
check up on like the the kids and to know where they're at and like to care and to be loving to them and like even sometimes that's not enough and and, and, it, and it's all just boiling down to like what is that like what is that person's like God and like you touched on like affirmation like wanting to be known wanting to be seen and like that's the big thing that like almost every single human being wants like we want to be known we want to be seen like we want to have a boyfriend a girlfriend so that we can be known and seen and loved and like and like and, and that, that's it's like the, like you can kind of see the root of the issue of like like in the aspects of like want to be known and seen like it's it, it can't be fulfilled by getting laughs from other people because that's all you're going to get is laughs and you're not going to get anything else and like you're going to get constant chasing and and, and then with that constant chasing that satisfaction, like like with someone like taking satisfaction and bullying and belittling someone to make themselves feel better, it's like it's it's a hard issue of them wanting to be like known and loved and but like that can only come from like God. Like it's a God sized hole that they're trying to fill that can only be filled by Christ. It can only be um filled by like knowing God and knowing who he is and knowing what he's uh knowing like what he sacrificed for, for us to have that relationship with one another, and that, and, that, and that's something that we gotta like really consider and really understand is like, like, bullying is like one symptom of of the simple issue that this world deals with, and um, yeah, it's how we love one another is like it can be fixed by the gospel, and but obviously like. Even though Christ has overcome sin, it's still going to be a problem until he comes back and, and erases sin altogether. But um, I think moving forward in regards of like stopping bullying, it's like we, we need to take responsibility and like when we um, see it happen, like we, we shouldn't um, encourage it. Like we should like go forth try to stop it we should speak truth even like like in like in Jonathan's situation where even though he can't like um like share the word of God like he still can like have like a gospel like action toward what happens like he can still step forth and stop it and tell him like that isn't right that isn't good like this is how we treat people and um and like another like way like we, we shouldn't be indifferent to it either like we shouldn't just hear it happen, see it happen, and just ignore it, like, because, like, ignoring is still an action as well, and so I feel like going forward, like, we, we need to, um, just, we need to care about people, <laughs> we need to understand that what we say impacts people, because it's, it's either we're building people up, or we're tearing people down, and, like, we need to be people that build people up, we need to be people that are loving towards other people and caring towards other people and we shouldn't just be caring when people are hurting but we should be caring like all the time we should be loving people all the time like um yeah like that, that's 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 just the big thing that i just feel like like moving forward like we need to do better with is just is seeing where people are asking how people are and, gen and genuinely Does for us, even when we are like the 
to be there for him, even when we are not loving and wanting to pursue him, like, he still loves us, and, like, to the Christian who listens to this, like, that should, that should, that should tell us, like, we need to be loving, even when people aren't loving us, when people are bullying to us, like, like, bullying us, like, we should still be loving them, and because people will see that happen, and they'll be like, like, what, like, why are you acting like this, why are you still being loving to me when I'm saying these things, and, like, that's what gives us the opportunity to share and say, like, I know who I am in Christ. Like, there's nothing that you can say that can hurt me because I am, I, I know who I am. I'm secured in my faith. I'm secured in knowing that I'm a son and daughter in Christ. And there's nothing that you can say that can deter and say, like, there's nothing that you can do to, to take away who I am because I know who I am. And, like, to the non-Christian, like, <laughs> to the non-Christian that deals with bullying, I, I would just dare you to, to, to turn to Christ and to see, like, the love. Like, if you, if you can't see any, if you have no one to turn to, or if you do have someone to turn to, or if you have a church to go to, or if you have a Bible, like, the God of the Bible, like, he loves you, and he sees you in your insecurities, he sees you in like your depression and the things that you suffer suffer through and like he loves you and like he sent his son to die for you. And with being like in Christ, like what the, the beauty of the gospel is, like you're not just like it's like like a get out of get out of um jail like free card. It's like you get to experience and be in a relationship with a God who wants to love you, a God who like well a God who loves you. God who wants to not just save you from eternal damnation, but to save you into a church, to be in a, a church in a, in a, that that um that is designed to like to uh, care for your burdens, a church that is designed to um like to care for you. I mean, like if I had, I don't have the words right now, but like the church is designed to care for you, to love you, to see you as you are, and still love you. Because, like, the church is full of imperfected, imperfect, imperfect people. And, like, and, that, and that's something that we got to realize is, like, even in the midst of being in the church and, when you, and even when dealing with bullying, like, you're saved into a group of sinful people. People aren't going to be perfect. It's not like you're going to be, like, okay, I'm saved. I won't deal with this anymore. But, like, now, like, you don't place your faith in your identity and how people view you, but you place your identity in how God views you. And like it's kind of what I've already said before countless times throughout this podcast, but but there is a God who loves you, a God who sees you and loves you where you're at, but a God who's not just going to love you where you're at, but he's going to transform you into who you're supposed to be, um, which is like Christ. And like that work called sanctification is going to build you toward being who you're supposed to be, um, getting rid of those insecurities, getting rid of those things that people are like, tearing you apart with and like you're, you're not viewing yourself which you shouldn't be looking toward yourself but you should be looking towards Christ you should be looking toward God because like that is what your hope in hope is in that's where your satisfaction is in it's not in like the things of this world but the things of what God loves and like God God himself like like that 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 is the goal is for him for his glory and for us to enjoy him and I'm just rambling now, but like, like that—that's that's that's the crush. Like that is our purpose. Like we we seek satisfaction in Him.
And I know John Piper says, like, it's like those. God is most glorified when. I know y'all are probably killing me right now. Y'all probably know better than me. But, like, a God is most glorified when when we seek satisfaction in him, when we're, when we're most content in him um, in the midst of all situations, something like that. I butchered that so badly, but it, that's the gist of it. Um, anyway. <coughs> My throat is parched and I'm out of water. <laughs> mm, dang. <laughs> Well, I guess it's a good way to end it, though. We're almost at an hour. So, yeah, man, well, I appreciate you giving God's word and opening up about bullying a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks for having me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for staying with us. I'm, I know there's a hurricane happened, and I know that's terrible, but it was pretty cool getting to be around you again for a while, so however long this is. Yeah, just, just be praying, praying for Louisiana. Um, try to, if you have friends, that are from the New Orleans area or the New Orleans, or like Louisiana, um, just hit them up, like text them, see how they're doing, see how you can help, see how you can send money to them. Like people are in a very bad situation right now, and like we're going to be in a recovery process for a while. So like, get in touch with your New Orleans friends, your Louisiana friends that were impacted by Hurricane Ida, and see how you can support. Um, Cause like we need it. It's going to be another rebuilding process, and like we, we need the help, so just want to have a little shout out for that. Yeah, yeah well, I, you know, I came up with a good idea of how to finish this off. Yep, I think you should uh, close this, and you should just pray over everything. Yeah. yeah, so I'll just ask you to pray, and we'll just amen it out, yeah. and then uh, we'll do the close of the podcast. So, um, I think it'd be awesome. You're just like, one, you're giving the gospel presentation, so uh throughout your conversation and throughout your like transformation from being the person that was bullied to like who you are in Christ uh, so I mean like I guess pray over that and then you know, obviously pray over the things that are going on in um, Louisiana right now with Ida yeah. Uh, yeah but I appreciate it so I'll just let you let you go and we'll go from there we'll just amen it out like of course yeah. alright dude yeah dude pray um God I just want to just thank you for the cross Thank you for sending your son down to die for us. Thank you for revealing your word to us. Um, thank you for not leaving us in the dark and, and help us to um, to show people your word um, to the children that are like in kindergarten, pre-K, all the way up to like like all all people. Uh, help help us just to to love people. To, uh, to help people point their identity not in what people say about them what people think about them and how they look how they act how they their personalities like help us just to um, turn people's eyes toward you um, because it's no secret that we are imperfect but um, God we were made in the image of you and help us just to know that we are uh, fearfully and wonder wonderfully made and help us just to um, just to see people as image bearers of, of you, God, and and help point people to why we were made image bear, bearers of you, so that we can uh, glorify you, God, and um, yeah, and just God, please also, I just want to pray for the people of Louisiana and also the other people 
North Louisiana, like in Mississippi and uh, all the other states that are maybe impacted by the, uh, the storm because it's still strong right now running through the United States. So I pray that you give people comfort. Uh, God, I pray that you provide for their needs, which you will, like your grace is sufficient for the day. And um, I just got I pray for the workers that are in um, like dangerous areas of of the storms that were like dangerous um, areas that were impacted by the storm. And I pray that you give them the patience and the strength to keep working, uh, whether it's like um, getting the power back on or getting the water back on or uh, just helping the people that are rebuilding, that are um, planning to rebuild their homes, God. And I just pray that you give people patience and that um, to those that um, are with you, God, I pray that they um, share the word and then help people to realize that uh, we don't put our hope in like buildings and and just worldly things, but we put our hope in uh, you, you God, and and in the future glory that's to come. Cause like this isn't our um, our permanent home, but our future home awaits us after um, we die and we get to uh, see you face to face, God. So um, help us just to always have our mindset on the future, but also helping others to um, to see you for who you are. And just again, just thank you, God. In your name, I pray, Amen. All right, thank you, Greg. End of discussion.